Hello and welcome to the Heed Army podcast live. Have you recovered from Tuesday night uh, and Saturday collectively? Um, two games that had the heart in the mouth uh, many a time, but Gated uh, overcame and got through to the first round proper. Um, we want to know how you felt about uh, those two games. If you are at both of them, please do get in contact. It's fully interactive. We've got messages coming in already, which is absolutely fantastic. As you can see on the screen, uh, Mickey's here as always, and we're joined by uh, Mark Carruthers. And uh, Mark uh, had the pleasure of yeah, joining us on the mic on Tuesday night, and um, we didn't have uh, time to breathe at times, did we? We didn't. We didn't. It was um, everything an FA Cup tie should be at that stage of the competition. It was. Um, it was competitive. It was. It was physical. It got a bit touchy at times, um, but I've got a lot of time for that. You know, I think both sides got uh, swept up in the occasion at times, and and. It made for a better cup tie. We should say as well, massive credit to the the mask fans that travelled because they they played their part in what was a a proper cup tie atmosphere as well. It, um, I know there was was eleven hundred, just over eleven hundred there. Yeah. But to me, it felt a lot more than that because I mean, the, at times we couldn't hear each other. Yeah, especially when I forgot the headphones for you. Um, but uh, <laughs> see, Mickey, it, I mean, it, we just mentioned there, it's a classic FA Cup tie, wasn't it? It had, it had, it was the, the bit of a trifecta. It was a local derby. There was something at stake, and it was the FA Cup, just one hundred percent, wasn't it? One hundred percent. I mean, uh, I put it up there with the Oak game when Gary Mill, was it Gary Mills was in charge of York and one three two. It was a similar game to that. Yeah. And, it was just end end. There was always something happening. Kedwin Scott, Macaulay Langstaff, and Wheatley and Boys, and it was just an, a, a fantastic advert for Northeast non-league football. To be fair. It certainly was. I'll quickly read out some messages and then we're going to put the highlights up behind us where we talk about it a bit more in depth. Charles Waffles, but good evening, boys. Thank you, Charles. Uh, uh, evening, lads. Madness. Two days, hopefully another win on Saturday. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll get onto that as well a little bit later on. Um, oops, I've clicked off the message there. Mr. Luke, hello, gents. Uh, well, the week was enjoyable as the replay. Um, pardon me. I was there for the lads. Both sets of players were amazing throughout the game. Going to be a tough, tense, tough test against Brackley. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, Craig Hilton is put, evening, lads. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm all right. I've recovered from Saturday, uh, from Tuesday and Saturday. Uh, good result for the Heaton in replay and Gordon Mann has put how he is doing and how are you doing, Mark? I'm all right, busy day, really busy day. Um, was expecting to be finished by about six o'clock, and then South Shields have just announced a, a, a sign in, so I recall <laughs> some of my uh, recall some of my work that I sent into the local papers and, and rewrite them. So, uh, yeah, uh, good day, and then get the uh pleasure of, of your two company uh for a second there excuse going oh. off and then the mother-in-law came round. <laughs> well you said that not me <laughs> i'm sure she's absolutely uh delightful like me i'm but sure you'd rather be sitting with a mother-in-law than us two yeah, um, <laughs> well, toss the coin though. It was. Let's get off. said that, not me. <laughs> I think he's trying to say we're the worst. But um, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, obviously, we're going to put the highlights up here behind us as we're talking. I mean, it was just end to end as Saturday was. And um, huge. Before we start, huge credit. You mentioned the mask fans that came up, the players as well, the commitment they showed. They didn't make life easy for Gator, did they? 
Maths don't make life easy for anyone. And, you know, I, I wrote a piece for the Sunderland Echo, uh, which went out today, actually, um, not specifically focused on them. It was focused on, really, the, the Northeast non-league scene in the FA Cup this season. But, obviously, Mask, apart from Gateshead and, and Morpeth, are the, you know, the last survivors in it. Um, and they get pigeonholed as a direct and physical side. Now, they can't do that side of it, but they've got players in that team. The likes of, um, as you said that though, that was just when Kedwin Scott the, the bad tackle from <laughs> <laughs> the, the likes of Brown, the likes of um, you know Craig Gott, the good footballers. Dale Hobson has been one of the most creative midfielders in Northeast non-league football for a, a good six seven years now, and you don't have players in, in your side like that if you can't play a bit of football. So I think it's really unfair that they get tagged as being just this direct team that relies on long throw-ins and set pieces, it's, it's a total uh, non-entity for me saying that sort of thing because they, they're a good side. They played some good football on Tuesday as well. Listen, I, I just think they showed, showed a bit more of the physical side to maybe what we've been used to this season. So that's maybe why I think a lot of people thought they were a little bit more, uh, let's say, a bit more, a bit more thunder I, in the tackles. Which I do get, but you can guarantee this season, before the end of the National League North season, Gateshead will play clubs and sides that are far more physical than than what you yep. you know see mask as. They create chances. You know, Boys is a, a very good striker. Um, you look at the record he's got in the FA Cup this season and in every competition for that matter. And and for me, he's, yeah, this can sound disrespectful. It's not Mendu, but he's playing below his level. I think for yeah. me, he could still do a job in the National League North. And I think we saw that on um, on Tuesday night. But Master this season, I'm pretty confident, and I know Mike Williamson said the same. It's in a piece I did for the non-league paper today. He thinks they'll get promoted this year, and I, I think he's bang on. I, I think Mask are one of the best sides in that division, if not the best. Um, the squad's maybe maybe not the biggest, so they may have to rely on avoiding injuries and suspensions, but uh, I can certainly see them competing with the likes of you know, your Morpeths and your South Shields next season. Well, they're sitting in second at the moment, aren't they? And they've got games in hand because of the, the cup runs. So you've got to imagine that they are going to be up there and deservedly so if they can play like that because, you know, yes, we got through them. It looked like we did have a little extra gear at times, but, you know, for a side two leagues below us part-time, they showed a, a hell of a lot. But our lads, they kept focused and they overcame and, and found the gaps when when they kept probing. I think, from my point of view, the, the, the kind of what Gates had were poor at on, on Tuesday night was that they conceded goals when the game looked as if it was out of reach of Mask and they gave them a route back in, which gave them yeah. a bit of hope. Now, I wouldn't say the last five minutes when the second goal went in, it was exactly backs against the wall. It wasn't, but you could see there was a buzz about Mask and they, they just wouldn't. They wouldn't let go. This just coming up here is unbelievable defending, by the way. Yeah, if you um, watch Sweetly go back on the line, it's great defending. It is. Yeah. And, and now, I said that to Dave in commentary that it's easy for a defender at, at that point to go and pressure the ball because that's where the danger is or where it seems. But Wheatley, with all his experience, has gone back on the line. Once he's there, you know, that's only half the job because yeah. he's had to stick out that leg and get it around the post. It could have easily just sneaked inside. It's just an unbelievable bit of defending. And I have to say, I know, um, was it was it Timon got man the match for? Oh, no, it was, it was Catrick, sorry, the goalkeeper got man the match for, yeah. uh, for Mask. But I have to say, I think, uh, I thought that um, there were a few, con- another brilliant 
brilliant clearance. But I thought Wheatley was right up there as well, by the way. Over yeah. the two games, he's been outstanding for me. He's not yeah, the quickest, but he's, he's just a rock. I mean, also, we know that was a bit of a mistimed challenge where he got the yellow in the early in the first half, but to play with the the gusto and, and you know, the force that he still did as a defender and not be shy out of any tackles or one-on-ones and, you know, foot races just shows you how good he is because you've seen defenders over the years when they get a yellow early in a game might just pull out of a tackle, pull out, and he didn't. He was fully committed and he made life hell for uh, forwards. The game. Just this is the first goal, isn't it? That, yeah. For me, that that's a good finish. Again, it looks a simple finish, but mm-hmm. and I said Adam after the game that that ball flew off the crossbar. It's a skiddy service. It's popped up in front of him. He's got to keep that under control. He's kind of got to get over it and head it down to the ground. I think that's a really good finish. As much as you may look at it and go, well, he's just heading the ball into an empty net. Um, but I think that was a far more difficult finish than than what it looks. And look, yeah. after. I felt I felt for Macaulay Langstaff on on Tuesday because he did a lot a lot of things right. He just couldn't get the goal, but I thought he was outstanding. He's he's been he's uh, picking out passes. That was a great save as well, even though it was yeah. getting, oh, that was a save, cool. definitely a save. But yeah, Langstaff just for me looks as good as there is around in Northeast non-league football at the moment. Yeah, definitely, and. Uh, yeah, as I say, Mickey, it was, I mean, it was just heart and mouth stuff, wasn't it? I mean, we spoke after the game, and I think we mentioned just before we came on air. I mean, I had adrenaline pumping until at least midnight. It took us a, a little while to calm down after that one. And uh, it's just, it's, it was so on the edge. It was like when the final whistle went, not only were you over the moon that you'd won, you were over the moon the game had finished. Yeah, I don't think if it had went in extra time, I don't think my heart could have took any more. I would. Have. <laughs> I mean, if you're a neutral, you probably would have loved it to go into uh, extra time because the way it was being played. I mean, dare I say, the only thing that was missing was a red card. Um, but you don't want that. I think the game was played at a, a good tempo, a good pace, and you know, more in the right manner. It was a heated local derby, FA Cup, big, big, the first round at stakes. Remember, Mosk hadn't got the, haven't got the first round. First time they had the name in the hat, but they didn't actually make it to the first round, which is a shame for them. But I think we said on Mark's show on Monday night, I think it came out tonight, that I think this is the first time in a long time that there's only one team from the North East made it through to the FA Cup first round, which is a little bit sad, considering the calibre of teams we've got in the North East. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think it, I think this year more than ever, there's been a lot of ties between northeast clubs. So yeah, yeah. inevitably, there's going to be fewer who'll get through to the the latter stages. It's um, you know you look at but you look at Mask's run and to beat South Shields and then to get a draw against Chester and then to go to Chester and get uh, a four 0 win. Now they've done beat them, uh, sorry, beat uh, South Shields three 0 Beat Chester 4-0 and then drew Andrew 0-0. Held Gator to a 0-0 uh, in the first the first game. So they just don't concede goals. So Gator have actually done really well to, to score three past them because they're so organized and so disciplined defensively that it was always going to take something a little bit special or a little bit clever to, to get that win. This, by the way, another one, and I was talking to Kevin Bolham, who obviously managed um Kedwin at uh, at Heaven. It's a good finish, you know, because he's put the keeper off uh, off balance there and just rolled it past him. And Kedwin is one of the calmest finishes I know, he, uh, one of the calmest finishes I've seen in Northeast Non-League. 
this season. He just he doesn't get phased. Um, At first, when, he, when I seen him get onto the ball, I thought he was going to take that uh, right footed, uh, but yeah. he, he just he just calmly, you know, switched his feet and as you said, just slotted it home. And it was as I said that that should have been game over, really, shouldn't it? Should yeah. have been. Well, nobody will need to tell tell Mike, you know, what what's happened there. He, he, he's he's own worst critic at times, but he had the character. I have to say, apart from that, if you count the amount of times he headed the ball clear, yeah, on uh, on Tuesday night, he must have cleared what 15, 20 out of the box. It was it was an unfortunate moment, but I thought apart from that, I thought he had a really good game. Um, Done the same on um, Saturday as well, Mark. Up at their place, it was him and Jacob. Uh... Matty Jacob and Louis Story just kept heading the ball out of the box. Yeah. This is this is absolutely top class from uh, Langstaff, by and the it's way. Hard work. I, I thought this was fantastic. The awareness as well. I think mean, uh, the, the, the run from Ollie as well is, is lovely. Where he just takes it down here and just glided back. Yeah, beautiful. And... One, of, one of the things with, with, with Langstaff's work in the corner there, once you've chased a man down and then you've rushed to keep the ball in play, it's very easy with the adrenaline rushing to then go, I'm going to take him on again and try and beat him. But he yeah. hasn't he's kept his composure. It, again, it sounds a really basic thing, yeah. but he's kept his composure and kept it simple. Uh, it would have been so easy with that, that adrenaline rushing around your body to, to take the man on in such a tight space. But to keep the move going the way he did was fantastic. Um, yeah. and it's a beautiful delivery in that there for the uh, for last second goal there, but you'd hope the defenders may have got off the egg, off you know, the ground there to try and challenge for it. What gets me though, Mark, the the, the pitch, what we played on on Saturday was absolutely shocking. And I've seen enough in that, the first 45 minutes, never mind the whole game, and Mark's to be able to play football. Why don't they get the pitch down, get it done properly, and play the football they can't play? I can't understand it. I really can't, because... I think, I think like, playing... You know, I was really yeah, impressed with it. Playing devil's, playing devil's advocate on that one, Mickey. I think they tried to change the conditions to suit them for a physical game on that, even though we know they can play. But I think it's the home tie to tight ground, fans on the back. I think they, they played the uh, the wicket they wanted it. That's the way I would say. To be fair, I'm asking, you know, they still play good football on it, by the way. And I know yeah. it, it didn't look great on Saturday. I wasn't at the game, I was, you know, down at York with Morbeth, but. They still play good football on that on that pitch. They are still capable of doing that, and um, I get where you're coming from, but I just think it's yeah. Dave's right. They've got the conditions they wanted that they're used to that suits their game, but they are used to playing on it, and they do get it down. And I will say it again: they aren't just a direct team. They, they can play through the through the thirds. They can you know get the hops. And I thought it was really interesting. Again, I think I said this in commentary, Dave, that. Dale Hobson has always been a number 10 from as long as I've seen him. He's always played in that 10 role. He did when he was at, at Spartans or at Whitby. I thought it was really interesting watching him on Tuesday night when he was a little bit deeper and almost playing as like a, a, a um, football manager terms here, but like a deep line playmaker. He was getting the ball in front of the back four and that was, that was really interesting for me. And I just, Mask, I, I thought, did themselves credit. They did the region credit throughout both games. Throughout this cup run, I think they've been... They've been fantastic. They deserve a lot, probably a lot more credit than they do get. And I don't just mean from supporters. I mean from from the wider audience. By the way, it's uh, they're a club that I think will will go up this season, and they'll they'll be a real threat next year in that level above. I'll be I'll, I'll be totally shocked if they do not win that league next year. Yeah, um, 
I mean, no, to me, the cup runs, the cup runs might not be over because once they get into the FA uh, Trophy, you wouldn't expect them to to not do well and not at least get a few rounds in. Um, obviously, Jules put here their full backs were superb. Stretched us both. I mean, Connor Smith Connor, is it Connor Ground or something? Oh, no, Ground was the um, he plays left wing but wears number three shirt. Um, yeah, there number three. Uh, it looked good on the left, and I was impressed. Well, there was a, there was a few of the players. I mean, Connor uh, Connor Smith. Um, Number seven for uh, yeah. uh, Mask as well. He was he was very good. He picked up a lot of loose balls and kept it flowing for uh, Mask as well. And um, we've got here. I have to leave early in midweek games to process photos for the papers uh, and had a listen to the actual commentary made. Uh, it was a massive disappointment leaving early. Well, as heart was in the mouth uh, when uh, we were still there, but uh, thankfully we, we held on and some fantastic pictures from Charles as well. They've been on. Charles, um, he's a great photographer, by the way. He's a great work for the club. Uh, so uh, interviews as well afterwards, Mark, or do you just go home after the commentary? Uh, well, I feel like going home after the commentary after spending, you know, like two hours with Dave. But no, I've actually got a job to do after that, mate. Um, no, like I say, on, on Tuesday, I spoke, to, um, I spoke to Mike Williamson, spoke to Adam Campbell um, about the game, and I've got a couple of pieces coming out over the next couple of weeks with, uh, with both of them and with Macaulay Langstaff, actually. I was over at the... The stadium on on Thursday to speak to to Macaulay, so that should be coming out next week. Um, it's more a kind of ge- general piece about his his time at Gateshead. Uh, some really open and honest uh, bits come out of it. Um, I pretty much I'll not give too much away, but pretty much admitted that it, he hadn't really hit the levels he wanted to before this season. Yeah, um, but what I will say, and kind of being in and around the club during the summer and speaking to people, the constant message was that Macaulay Langstaff has been flying in training mm-hmm. um, and they keep an eye on him. I'll be honest, when when I looked at the squad this season, I, I, I thought it would be all about Kedwin Scott and Campbell, Adam Campbell, but I don't think I would be alone in thinking that. But when you spoke to people who watched them in training day in, day out, it was very evident that Macaulay would be in that starting lineup, and they all felt confident that he would make an impact. And that kind of comes across in, in the piece, or it will do when I when I finish it. Yeah. So, um, but but so where we've got you here, obviously we've got a big game on Saturday, Brackley at home, a team that's doing very well, uh, sitting second in the league. Um, obviously, if Gator can keep the run going, we're playing well at home. If we can get a three points here, it gets very exciting to see us with a game in hand. I mean, we've got that game against Kirsch National on Tuesday. Um, you know, another tough game. And then filed after that. These are probably the three biggest games of the season in a row. I, I don't know if there's any other as tough as this in a row uh, throughout the fixtures. But, um, you know, just looking at Saturday itself, if they can get three points there, that has to be a real... I'm not going to say shot in the arm, but a, a real... Uh, Trying to think of the word. The, the, I think the, Saturday is a way to lay down a marker. I yeah, that's, that's the first thing I look for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I was that struggle, man. It's going to be it's going to be a tough game. You know what you're going to get from Brackley. You know we've seen them enough. I've seen them enough against a number of northeast non-league sides, and it's always the same sort of game. Gateshead will have to stay patient. They will have to uh, pick the moments when they go at them, or they'll get picked off on the break. Um, but it is a good chance to lay down a marker, as I said, and to really uh, show their intentions for the season. I said this at the start of the season, that when those odds came out and Gateshead were 20-1 to to win the title, it was very, very generous. Now, 
I'm not saying they're going to win the title. That's that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But twenty to one, when I looked at some of the clubs that were lower priced, was very generous. Um, yeah. Tuesday, I know you want to focus on Saturday, but Tuesday is a bit of an unknown quantity now because obviously Steve Cunningham has left. Yeah, uh, strange circumstances. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Builders in, I don't know if it's if that's sort of been online what he told me, but I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. But um, well, I mean, the Curs National put out the statement saying that they found out that him, his assistant manager, was talking to another club. Mm-hmm. So you know that's been done. Whatever's gone on there, but that I don't really know what will happen in that game. If I'm honest, and you don't want to look beyond Saturday, but it's a it's literally one of those where anything could happen because of what's going on. You know, there's a caretaker or an interim manager, I think they call them, who's in there. Depends how the players react to him. You know, Steve I, I don't know if there's something I've seen. I've seen a, a tweet that they were appointing someone. I don't know if it was interim or it was permanent appointment, but yeah, someone. Um, from what I can gather, he's, he's well respected around the club. That's what I heard. And he's done a good job there because. Oh, man, with the interim job. Well, they're, they're a club for me that are punching above the level. Um, <laughs> no one seen that. No one would have predicted them to be there. But the, but then I look at these next two games. If Gateshead, yes, I think everyone would love to see six points, and it, you know, it'd be great to see that. But if they come through the next two games with four points to set them up to go to Fylde, yeah, which is going to be probably the toughest game of the season. Um, that one, that one, the next seven days could lay the foundations for. Something that could be could be very exciting, as you said, Dave. Yeah, it's um, it, I mean, obviously it's ifs and buts, and I'm sure Mike Williamson is only concentrating on the one game in front of him. I think that's obviously his style, and um, but I think we we've seen on uh, Tuesday night that he's had a few players starting to come back from injury. We've seen Jack Hunter. Uh, introduced for a bit of action, which was great to see him back in uh, the mix. We know Elliot Forbes isn't far away. We've got, actually got the interview from Giz FC TV to play out soon. But it, to see these players coming back, it, it's like new signings, and especially when we think, think what Danny Greenfield was like last season, and he's yet to come back into it. I know he's obviously... Well, well, we Williams yet, are we? Really? Yeah, Luke Williams, we, we, we don't really know much about his... Um, what, what what he can bring to the team. And we've seen flashes in pre-season. That's about it, really. So it, it is exciting to see these players come back. I think for me, and certainly the time I've been covering, you know, the, the non-league game, this is probably one of the strongest squads I've seen Gator have. I think, yeah. you know, I look at the... Everyone always points towards the Mills squad, and, and, and rightly so. But, you know, that squad that got to Wembley, in terms of depth, I, I'm not entirely sure it was as good as... It did. I think yeah, I've, yeah, the consensus of the Mills squad is that it was lacking up front. Um, even though we had a couple, of yeah. yeah. So it's um, but but it's, it's, it's exciting times, and yeah, Saturday is going to be really tough, really tough. But get a win Saturday and and, and go to Curzon and get something, and it sets things up really nicely for what's a, a huge game at file. It certainly is. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. I love that. Mickey, have you got any questions there? I didn't mean to talk with you there. I thought uh, you were going to yeah, well, there's one question. We're talking about failed. I think Spennymore's got a big say in this league, you know. I agree. 100% agree with you. And I look at that Spennymore starting lineup, and I, and I think it's as good as anything in the league. Yeah. Um, I, I just worry with Spenny. You look at the you look at the bench, and it, there's. And I, I have to say this, me being totally honest, I don't know a lot about their academy players. Um. But there are two or three academy players on the 
on the bench. So I would worry if they got to the you know the, the dark winter when the, the injuries start piling up and suspensions, that would be a concern. But you know when you look at the players that we all know very well, the the Chandlers and you know, James Curtis, Glenn Taylor, and Rob Ramshaw, they've added well this summer. They've only made or in the summer they've only made two signings, but they both come in McLean and. Um, uh, Lafudu, the fullback, and they're both very good signings. So, been really impressed with Tommy Miller. It would have been easy for him to go in there and, you know, completely obliterate that squad and put his own stamp on it. But he's gone in and just tried to evolve things from what Jason Ainsley had there, uh, rather than kind of what do they call reinvent the wheel. He hasn't done that. He's just gone in yeah. and, and kind of tweaked it, add a little to it. So, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think Spenny won't be too far away, um, but I think there's. You could be looking at five or six clubs could be in, in for the title, and then you know the rest will be left to scrap for the playoffs. So it's a really interesting league this year. Oh, Tiffany, I'd say it's going to get exciting, and hopefully, in continuing this next week. Well, Mark, it's a pleasure as always. And um, if anyone wants to go onto Mark's social media, he's got he's uh, retweeted and tweeted out the uh, Northern Goals show, which came out today, although a couple of days late. But uh, <laughs> we were well, pretty on that. Yeah, if, you, if, you want to go, if you want to go and watch it, we do preview the gate set against Mask Game. So uh, yeah. just in case you want to know what might happen in that game. But the wonderful um, jokes aside, on it though, so it's well worth a watch. <laughs> that there is a lot of talk about, yeah, the you know the Northern League and um, the interesting divisions below Gateshead as well. We look at South Shields and Morpeth and their fortunes in the uh, the Northern Premier League and in that really intriguing East Division with uh, the likes of Heaven and Dunstan and Children, pretty much all doing well at the moment, which is great. So you stopping and masking there as well, fighting for for promotion. So uh, yeah. And that'll be out again next week. There'll be another episode next week. So th- thanks that for the could plug. Be on all the Northeast teams yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't, I don't think my work levels could take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mark. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for joining me on Tuesday night as well. It keeps me in chat. Cheers. Nice thank to see you, Mark. Enjoy your Good mother in law. <laughs> <Will do. Right. laughs> there we go Mark Carruthers there uh, fantastic to have him on and uh, always great quality right we're going to play a message uh, on how what to do uh, with the show should like and subscribe and also a message from our sponsors hello everybody I'm back to like and subscribe Subscribe and share the show. Well, Mickey, as I say, we, we went well in depth there with uh, Mark Crubbers. It's always great to have him on. And um, I say, even someone got he, he was sitting in the stand uh, next to me and someone brought his book for him to sign as well. So it's like sitting, really? next to, yeah, it's like sitting next to a Northeast celebrity. Um, so it's there. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> Actually, did you just a side note? Did you see Chris Eubank Jr. signed a microwave in yes. Newcastle? <laughs> Have you seen the news today? No, it is on eBay for sale. The current bid is £65,000. What exactly? So, I might get Mark Crovers to sign a microwave, we might make £13.50. Uh, but yeah, generally, we'll let me get the microwave given though. Oh, sorry, exactly. <laughs> but um, I don't even know if it's a new microwave. Can imagine just might run a microwave anyway. But anyway, uh, Mister Look, the ref was awful uh, sometimes. Loved when Kevin Scott and Ian Watson 
start to wind up the mask bench when Kedron came off. I think that was a, a, um, a case of the, the uh, mask bench being a bit vocal during the game. I think uh, it was a case of what comes around, goes around. Yeah, Sam Penton's put, uh, will be a tough game against Brackley. However, I'm sure we can rise to the challenge. Well, um, see, we have um, the interview from Gated FC TV. Um, so do like and subscribe uh, all of Gated's um, social media. And you'll get all of these uh, interviews first and match reports and everything like that uh, before everyone else. Let's see, we're just sharing it because um, it came out tonight and um, gives good insight into the game on Saturday. Mike, Brackley coming up on Saturday. Back here at the National Stadium again, obviously after Tuesday's game against Mask, how's everyone been uh, looking and trading this morning? Yeah, obviously 48 hour recovery period, second day. So, um, you know, the boys just had a light session, got, got a good flush. Um, but yeah, looking looking sharp and uh, looking forward to Saturday. Do you notice much of a, a difference really after having a Tuesday game or is that obviously why you work on the lads' fitness levels earlier on in the season for kind of situations like this? Yeah, we obviously pre-season's there to build that robustness. We try and do a lot of the uh, tactical stuff in the classroom. And then you go on field and walk through a few things. But yeah, like I say, lads are young and fit and um, they respond really well. So obviously have a good session tomorrow and, and make sure we're ready for Saturday. And Brackley coming up this weekend, uh, right up there this season as they generally are every year. But what kind of test are you expecting from them? Yeah, very difficult one. They're, they're very organised. Um, like they've, they've signed a couple this season. Um, but they've got you know, a great platform, they've got a wealth of experience at this league and they're always up there, obviously second, sitting second at the minute, we've been top of the league um, and yeah, they're, they're setting the pace so obviously we know, we know uh, how tough it's going to be um, but we focus on ourselves and make sure that we're ready um, and we're hitting the levels we need to be. Do you use sort of playing against teams who are I suppose, contenders for the title and up around the places that you want to be as a, a sort of barometer in terms of your progress or do you, you not really compare yourselves to, to other teams too much really? No, we don't, we don't, we don't really compare ourselves to anyone. Um, we know that every game is just a different, different type of test um, and uh, regardless, you know, like I say, they, they've got very good players and they're very organised so we know how difficult it's going to be um, but ultimately yeah, we, we focus on ourselves and regardless who we play we know that if we can we can bring that intensity um, and uh, we're, we're switched on from the first whistle you know we've, we back ourselves. And in terms of team news is there anyone carrying any sort of knocks off midweek or is it the, the same phases who are going to be missed on Saturday? Uh, no yeah we're still obviously um, Danny and Luca still a, a little bit away. Um, Forbes he's been been training well. Obviously Jack got a few minutes, which was really good. Um, he's he's fully fit, but you know we still need to get him a few more minutes to get him up to the match pace. But now, like I say, other than that, everyone's everyone's well and healthy. Obviously, you touched on Jack coming on for a few minutes there, and Forbes as well. He's been in training recently, as you mentioned. There is it important to kind of treat them a bit carefully, given it's a, a while I suppose since they played competitive football. Yeah, they've you know they've they've both had their their spells out. Um, I know with Jack, he's just been very very unfortunate, um, and I feel like yeah we do we need to uh, get him as many minutes as possible. Um, but yeah, it's obviously getting up to match match pace is different to training, so it's about making sure you do it wisely and you know so we don't pick up any other little niggles or injuries. Um, but you'll be up to speed very soon. And how much of a, a positive is it having those two and? Um, 
potentially others kind of coming back into the into the fold and obviously you've been, been doing well with the squad you've got at the minute although not huge in numbers especially when you've got you know Tuesday Saturday game this week and then uh, another Tuesday Saturday double away next week as well yeah it is important yeah like I say we want uh, we want as many bodies fit as possible but yeah there's there's some big players that have been injured and missed out um, and ultimately the the lads that have come in um, have done very well so it's very competitive regardless of how small our squad is um, but yeah we obviously welcome back the boys because uh, um, it gives us those uh, options and Saturday Tuesday it does take its toll. Well there you go uh, very honest from uh Mike Williamson, and so we've got um, seen trying to get the players back into the squad, kind of bleed them in. Um, the the ones that have been injured, and see, so there's a lot of games coming thick and fast now. We've got four games in two weeks uh, coming up, and you would imagine a little bit of rotation will probably happen now, Miggy. You would imagine so. Um, I mean, what intrigued me was uh, he had the players in the day, forty eight hours the next game, and skim a quick flush. I thought I'd be on the curry or. <laughs> more than getting the legs going uh, we've got a few messages here David Tron uh, Kedwin Scott Campbell and Langstaff link of players so good we look good going forward it, it certainly is Mr Luke if we win against Brackley and grab something from Kershen, uh I can mean we could possibly challenge for the title it's early doors but you've got to get into these games I thought the floodlights were poor uh, compared to last season. It was very dark in some areas of the pitch, very challenging to take pictures. I do believe they're in the process of changing them. Um, I've heard so, they've been changing them over, haven't they? Yeah, so it might just be a, a one uh, a one game thing, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Mason Ford, enjoyed Tuesday and enjoyed seeing the news on Wednesday uh, about a certain person. Uh, I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as I stay away from Mike Williamson, that's all I say. But, um, Mickey, I would say that the ladies' game is uh, say just as important to us, and you were at the game on uh, Sunday. What wasn't the result everybody wanted, but um, uh, the... point, uh, just had one of them games on Sunday, um, got beat 5 2 or 4 1 down at half time, um, but. Just one of them games that didn't go, you know, where just it's not dropping for you. Uh, but I've got to take my hat off the Hartlepool ladies as well. They played well. Yeah. I think they stopped us playing, to be fair. Um, and but we're going to come up against tough teams this season because it is a step up and, um, you know, it's a learning it's curve. Davidson's informed. Yeah. So you can't complain, you know what I mean? The lasses have done tremendous. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, they didn't get the result on Sunday. But they still fought. They never give up. It's one thing you'd say about the lasses. Yeah. They never give up. And they're well, now. It's out every one of them. Say so they've got a big game coming on Sunday, though, haven't they, in the FA Cup? Uh, women's FA Cup, Harrogate Town. Uh, two o'clock kick up at the 4G. If you can get down, come down. Cheer the lasses on. Because uh, these are, by all accounts, these are a very good side. Um, we beat Gisborne in the Cup. 12-0, I think it was. And they were a league above us and Ripon beat them 9-0 with a second string. And then uh, Harrogate beat Ripon mm-hmm. 4-1. So these must these must be quality. So it's yeah. going to be a really tough game. This will get went to the first round proper of the Women's FA Cup. 
It's uh, be a great achievement, especially the first year they've ever been in the competition. Um, but you know, obviously, I'm sure Simon will uh, have it all planned out, and he'll have his, uh, you know, have his ladies all focused uh, in the build-up to this game. Of course, they've probably just had training night, probably just finished, so they'll be all set up for it now. And hopefully, they can get through. If, if we get the ladies team through at the first round proper as well, what a, nice. I mean, just, just a shot in the arm for the club. Arm the club. Uh, yeah. Be fantastic! I'm I'm really looking forward to both games at the weekend. Uh, I went 18 months without seeing a football match live, and then within the space of two weeks, I'm going to see five games. Yeah, <laughs> two gated lasses games and three. Oh, it's games. a lot of football. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like overkill at the minute, like, but uh, yeah, thank you, pardon. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, the lads have been fantastic this season. Um, I just that front three. I keep saying it. There'll not be many defenses in that league will be able to contain that front three. Oh. I just hope we stay injury free. I mean, Dave, if I'd said to you, Kedwin Scott and Matty Langstaff would have nineteen goals by near the end of October, I would have took that in December mm-hmm. or, or January. Or, February between the two of them, never mind now. Yeah. And the lasses have stepped up a level. They won the league last year. They've stepped up a level. The fourth in the league in the second season. Fantastic, man. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yes, apparently JJ was in the stand with Graham Wood on Tuesday. Was uh, he? There we go. Uh, great to see Graham Wood at the game as well. He was there down at uh, Mask eating a uh, pie and peas. I was talking to him before the game. Uh, it's nice to That's see him. Good. Looked fit and healthy. Uh, great to see him. So he's uh, enjoying following Gated uh, still, which is great to see. And also, you may have seen the news today. Uh, we had an inkling that this was probably going to be the the case. But club president um, is going to be at the uh, talking with Gary Mills, uh, hosted by Matthew Raisbeck. Um So that's on the thirty first. It's uh, ten days away. Uh, I still need to get really my to that. still need to get my ticket. Um, so we'll get yeah. hopefully get along to that. Um, and we, we still are waiting to hear back from Gary Mills. He did say he'd come on. We're just waiting for him to tell us when the best time is. I might send him an email just asking him if he knows when uh, the best time is and we can sort out the show, whether it's a pre-record or a, a live one. Either way, we'll be putting out a, 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 a way for you to get questions to him. And we'll be able to do that. And uh, so it should be pretty good. Uh, we're looking forward to that one. It's and, lovely to get Graham still coming. I mean, I know I've seen him a few times. So it, uh, he could have walked away and done whatever he wanted after he... But... Yeah. He'd been a Gated fan, a Gated fan, a Sunderland fan all his life. And it's fantastic to hear he's still coming to the games. It is. It's it's fantastic, and um, especially the way the, the way the world is at the minute. It was uh, nice to see him fit and healthy and uh, enjoying his football, and that's the the most important thing. And that's that. also as well. Can we just say a big well done as well? I mean, we know there was a big large contingent of mask fans come up on Tuesday night, but two games in a row over a thousand uh, home games, which just is absolutely fantastic. And hopefully on Saturday, day, mask can bring as many as the wind up. Yeah, the money guns in the kitty anyway. Exactly. Now we're going to share. It's it's just great that 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 the the two two home games in a row over a thousand. Please come and make yeah. it three games in a row, 
it'll be absolutely outstanding. Also, as well, if you're uh, just tuning in, I haven't mentioned this earlier on, but uh, I won't be providing commentary on Saturday. The BBC are though, but I'm not at the game. I'm at a. I was meant to be at a wedding, but COVID hit the family. I haven't got a babysitter, that's so why I've got to watch the kids now and uh, listen nervously from home on the on the radio. So, uh, but uh, the the BBC will be covering that for Brackley. So I imagine that's uh, BBC Derby. Is it Derbyshire? No. Northamptonshire, sorry. Northamptonshire. Uh, Charles Woff has put uh, had some great chances, missing a striker on the day. Hartlepool were a very physical side. The lasses gave as much as they got. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, unlucky on Sunday, the ladies can hopefully get through in the FA Cup. Were Hartlepool a good side, Mickey? They were, Sam, to be fair. There were some, there were some really good players among them. Uh, and I just think that they bullied us off the park at times. And that's a good thing for the lasses because they'll learn from it. Yeah. There's still a lot of young lasses in that team. Some, 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 sometimes, sometimes you need a, a, a few lessons, as it were. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not nice to lose, but you, you learn from that and co- hopefully come back stronger. And I'm sure Simon's probably said a lot more of the same thing uh, in a or in a more eloquent way. And yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, uh, you know, chain the girls up ready for the for the next challenge and hopefully getting through to the first round of the FA Cup, which would be, just be a marvellous thing for both the men's and ladies' team to do it. Because there'll not be many around the country do that. Probably not. Um, but we need a striker to go up there as well. I was lost Jade Anderson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit of a blow. This is a very good player, Jade. I hope she goes to a higher level and really tests herself because she, she's a good player. And I think Simon's going to bring, he's looking for players and we've got Libby West coming back. Libby, she's yeah. only 16 year old. What a talent she is. Um, she was at a wedding over in Ireland and she, she's back for this game. So that's another body in. So hopefully we'll get a half decent team out and yeah. give Harrogate a game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Mr. Luke's put two massive games in the North East the Shields versus Buxton. Come on, Buxton! Frash him. Uh, Gateshead versus Brackley, of course. I expect to get a good atmosphere. Uh, see, it could be two potentially massive non-league crowds in the northeast, which is it's, it's just good for non-league football. Um, uh, we're playing well, but need to eliminate the defensive laps and mistakes. They're going to happen at every level. That's what ha- that's how people score. Um, you can see, you know, even world-class goalkeepers drop clangers, defenders, midfielders. Stephen Gerrard slipped and lost the title. It happens at every level, and that's how goals are scored, unfortunately. But on the whole, you would say, well, quite solid defensively, to be honest. Well, quite solid defensively, but we do keep making sloppy mistakes, Davey. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's it's early in the season, you know. You, you, I'm not having a go at them. Oh, no, no, no. I'm playing devil's advocate as well. So, but, uh, you know. It's, it's, I, I, I agree with Davey. I think some of the goals we've conceded this year have been pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right, well, this, some of the goals we've scored as well have been absolutely sublime. So, <laughs> yeah, as, as long as you get the three points, I get through to the next round. Yeah. That's all I say. But uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, well, it's been a great season. I mean, well, what, what's the date now? October the what? Twenty first. Sure. We're talking. We're coming here the October, and I've thoroughly enjoyed the season so far. Yeah, it's it's uh, you. I mean, you always look forward to seeing your team play, but at the minute, it's a little bit extra special because you know 
we we go into a game if we play our game we've got more than a chance and uh you know long may that continue and i'm sure the likes of um you know mike and busted will be drilling that into the lads and and lewis story as well and i think i think a little bit of credit has to go to lewis story as well i think he's added some uh dynamic to the coaching uh this year you know there's definitely a change this year it looks at you know things are a lot more tight a lot more solid and I, and I would imagine Lewis has played a, a, his part as well. Well, you watch the the training videos, and it was was it Owen Bailey or Macaulay we were talking to, and I said you seem really tight in training. And the, you watch the videos; they're all laughing. Yeah, and they've said the team spirit's excellent. I think it was Macaulay said it's the best team spirit he's been in the dressing room for, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, as I say, there seems to be a real togetherness. And as we, as Mark pointed out before, Macaulay Langstaff could have easily got a rush of blood to the head and carried on that run after he won the ball down to the corner flag. But he didn't awareness. And um, yeah, it's just long may it continue. That's it's just a, a lovely time. And um, we've got about fifteen minutes left. We'll we'll try and stay on that long. I'm knackered at the minute, so we'll try and push through. Um, but if you want to send your messages in, please do. We've got a few coming here. What's your favourite goal so far this season? Oh, um, oh. there's some bloody goals being in there. Um, I think this was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Langstaff second against, I think it was Bradford Park Avenue, where he bent around. Yeah, that's the one I like. I like that one. Yeah. It was so yeah, it's been it's been some good ones. Hard to pick it out. Uh, uh, if I'm truly honest, at, at the minute I'll go for Tinkler's goal, but uh, Kedwin scored a good goal, but I can't remember what it was against. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been there's a, <laughs> there was a Newcastle podcast talking to Owen yesterday about his career. Yeah, did. I watched it, Mason. Naturally, it's a good one, was it? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't as funny as I was though, Dave. Uh, what no none is none is uh, <laughs> uh mr luke's is uh robbie tinkler versus gloucester yeah um uh, also as well uh it's a uh, happy birthday to nelson ogbowie as well there was a story yeah i was just about to say um we've got here nelson isn't being played at heaven so would you have him back in the first team in jan or recall him from i think it's probably development i remember better staying there i think at the moment i mean i I, mean, I can't speak for anyone at gated i don't know but you would think if he's getting time you know from the bench and you know learning and he'd be watching the game as well that's what he's got to do. he's got to watch the game and learn the game watch how people's moving it's it's not just about minutes on the pitch he's got to be around football teams and and doing this yeah. right if you listen to kevin Bolham, kevin Bolham's name mug the heaven manager mm-hmm. listen to what he's got to say as well yeah, oh, yeah, the Ollie free kick. Oh, uh, from yes, I forgot about that one. Well said, Ryan. Yeah, that oh, was a... That was a pearl, I know. Uh, Sam Pendleton's put Macaulay goal versus Kidderminster. Uh, well-worked goal. There is just some absolutely fantastic ones. Um, Sam Pendleton, uh, you must have tuned in a little bit later. He's got, who are the ladies playing on Sunday in the FA Cup? Harrogate Town. Uh, yeah. Sam. Uh, um, they're in the... David Tron, if you can find out, I think it's the East, is it the North Yorkshire Senior Leaguers? David Tron will be able to get the general for us, please, David. 
um, Leftover Venison, which is a great name. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's loads of that in our house. <laughs> you know where Matty Patterson went? Uh, Letty left his role with the youth set up. Uh, congratulations to Matty Patterson today. Became a father again to a baby boy. Uh, I think he's got girls, so it's his first son. So congratulations yeah. to the Patterson I did tell family. him Michael was a lovely name for a boy because I haven't picked the one yet. Yeah, um, before he left, he had tweeted that he had joined a coaching setup, um, with some academy. I don't know what kind of academy it was, so you know, I think it might be a uh, um, I don't know if it's an international one, I may, I may be wrong, but it, it, it's on his social media. But best of luck to him, um, yeah, you know, as well. Yeah, lo lovely lad, and um, he's, he always gives his all in a gated shirt, and I'm sure that I'm saying. By the way, all the um, youth team players and that uh, commented on his uh, baby boy. I think um, he's well thought of and liked as well uh, in the academy setup. Uh, Charles Woff, I'm lucky to be pitch side where I can hear the positive communication between the players. There's never a negative criticism uh, the players to each other, which is nice to hear. And leftover venison, uh, he's got a big smile there. So, yeah, and uh, we've got another person here, Barry Lee. Um, I'm watching from Macclesfield. Uh, it's great to see in the club I have supported since I was six doing well. Come on, the heat. Well, thank you very much, Barry. We might even try and get you on having a, a, a fan on from far. So, if you'd like to message us, uh, just below, saying the whale, any? yeah, if you'd like to come on uh, on the show and talk to us in the coming weeks, uh, just say ye or nay in the comments and uh, you can reach out on, on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you on. I'm and sure they've got internet in Macclesfield by now. <sighs> that's it. <I> don't, <laughs> The last I heard, they were running the computers on cool. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be good to get yeah, Barry on. As I say, we, we want to speak to more fans as well. I mean, we, we've had a lot of players on from both the ladies' team and the men's team, but this is a fans' podcast as well, and we want to get more fans on talking. Uh, so that that's exactly what we want to do. And um, up we have um, the details here. Harrogate ladies are playing the Northern Regional Premier. So, yeah, yes, David, much appreciated, bud. Definitely is. And uh, Mr. Luke is put, I haven't seen him on the bench, but I've had a chat with Kieran Alpin and we talked about his loan spell, which I saw him on Saturday. He loves it playing uh, with other, said he loves it playing with other players. Well, hopefully, Kieran Alpin can develop there as well. And yeah. uh, Mr. Luke's put, sign me up for a fan interview. Yeah, we'll get you back on. He's already been on the podcast once before. We interviewed him at Dunstan in pre-season, so yeah, we, we want to reach out. That's what we want, want to do. To reach with out new fans as well. Come on, Barry, see you in there. <laughs> yeah, that's what we, that's what we want. It's it. Uh, we want them. Um, I mean, uh, what like say, Shrewsbury on, on that. Shrewsbury now. What they call him? Higgins, uh, Dave Higgins. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we've had him on the video one, have we? Um, so uh, shout out to the Shrewsbury massive. Um, but yeah, we want to reach out to people. And uh, oh yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I can do. Kate uh, said uh, it's running our family. Um, Dad died three years ago, so I'd love to come on and talk. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, Dave Lucas. But get Dave Allen on. He's a big Dave Allen fan. <laughs> Have you met him? Have you met him, Luke? Uh, you <laughs> might your opinion. For a while. He's a good lad. Ah, he's lovely. Um, no, that's what I want to do. Just before we go any further, though, I'd like to be able to say a massive thank you to everyone that tuned in. Um, I don't know if, if, if obviously there would have been a lot of neutrals and uh, mask fans as well, but we had when we went off air over seven hundred and fifty people had been listening uh, just on YouTube alone, a uh, hundred and twenty odd on Facebook, and another hundred and twenty on uh, pardon me on. Uh, 
uh, Twitter. So nearly a thousand people actively listened uh, to the game. I know from the analytics that the average listen was for over 20 minutes. So, and we had listeners in from um, Texas, uh, all over, and we got lots of compliments. So it was very, very nice. And um, we say we've tried to push as many people to come along, along to the show tonight. Uh, so hopefully um, we can get more people to come on and interact and be part of the show. Cause that's if, you know, this is where it's all about reaching people. Like we've got leftover venison here. He's put a nice comment. He's put the commentary where for the match was great. Best one yet. I thought, well done. Thank you. Um, it was a, let's say the, the game helped and always having Mark Rivers there as well as a, it's a, a real delight. Cause he's, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, um, he is a wealth of knowledge. Um, so to, you know, he's, he's I don't think you'll find a better non-league journalist in the, in, in the northeast, or dare I say the country. But um, yeah, no, just to, hopefully the numbers are absolutely shooting up on the show, um, on the commentaries, and we're getting a lot of people listen afterwards. There's still people listen to the audio version, which we put out as well. Uh, so it's just a big thank you to everyone, but we just want to keep saying, like as it says, just down oh, well, that way there, subscribe. And the... the, the I was the, the analytics. We're not going to make money out of the subscriptions. Don't worry. We're not trying to get people to subscribe to make money. We're, we'll have to get another couple of thousand to, to get that. But if we can reach, you know, as many as we can and get the algorithm has, has actually said that if we can get another, I think it's, if it's another 11,000 players that they'll actively start to push the advertisement to local people in the, on, on YouTube. So hopefully we can do that and just reach more people, people that haven't even found out about the, the podcast yet. So that's what we want to do. We just want to get people, you know, just, uh, getting into it. It'd be great. But at the end of the day, Dave, this sounds like I'm blowing smoke up your ass and it's not, you've worked hard at what you're doing. You've got, you've got the chance to do the comment for the club and, and you and Mark and you and whoever. Are doing a good job of the country. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're learning. You're still going to get some players' names, especially once. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> that was all. But you're doing like... a good job. Keep a gun, mate. That's I all did... I can say. I, I read the comments and yeah. I told you, you deserve it because you've worked bloody hard at putting this thing together. It doesn't, it's not, for anybody listening, it's not bloody cheap for what he's putting together. He's That's done it good. off his own back. Yeah, but on 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 the negative side, though, dyslexia is a bugger when you're trying to read names. Uh, <laughs> um, I know, but when you've got names about this long, <laughs> yeah, well, Mister Lukes. So basically, we had over two thousand uh, listening and watching uh, the game. Yeah. So yeah, and um, so it's was, it was absolutely fantastic. I've been watching the Heat since Gary Mills days, and this season's football has been fantastic, uh, from the best I've seen in a long time. Great goals and football played as excellent. Hopefully, it can continue throughout the season, and that's what we want. We want we want people to have that experience and get in the yeah. stands, you know, and hopefully come along and see it. Was it you? I said it, Davy. This football's on the on par with what I seen with Gary Mills. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I think we've both. It's, said it. it's been an absolute joy to watch. It may yeah. fizzle out, but just never stop supporting the lads. The lads give a hundred percent. Yeah, we might see it. Every club's got a scapegoat, haven't it? Yeah. Just, well, uh, just keep supporting the lads. I mean, the new Kedwin song, Kedwin Scott song is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> That's it. We've got Mr. Luke. He's been with us since 25, 30 subs. So he's, he's, he's stuck with us through thick and thin. And uh, on the sub thing, you, you, 
you need about a thousand subs for monetization, so not far off. Yeah, just another nine hundred. But venison, just get all your mates. To... We don't want to make money off it. It's not about making money. It's about yeah, getting it's more people talking. That's because I, I, I'll let you. I was talking to someone from BBC Radio Newcastle down at Mask. Um, they didn't. They only sent someone down to do score updates and half time and full time update. And asked if they would be doing commentary or you know on on Kater this year, and if possible, that you know with the Newcastle situation, would they be getting more money to cover things in the northeast? You know, obviously because it's big news, isn't it? You know what, what's happening there, and you'd think maybe Radio Newcastle might be getting a push. And he said highly unlikely, and that there's literally not much chance at all of any non-league games getting commentary this season. Um, because there's no one there to do it, uh, either to go out and give full match commentary or be on the other end to monitor it and pour it out. So that's pretty sad, um, you know. And you know, not on a selfish thing for Gateshead, but for every, all the non-league clubs. You know, 10, 15 years ago, twenty years ago, you would every weekend there was a a non-league game, either with a massive build-up and match report after the game or full match commentary. And that's sad. You don't have that. Look on BBC Sport website on a Saturday for the countries. If there's no international games on, and I'm 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 picking two, um, York and Harrogate. Last international break, the whole show was dedicated to them two clubs, mm-hmm. and it split the frequencies. What Newcastle and Sunderland do? Yeah. So if you wanted to listen to Harrogate, you listen tuned in on whatever. And you listen to York. It also happens down in Northamptonshire, where they had Ketrin on and Brackley. So I don't know why they can't do it up here, but it's it could be a monetary thing, Dave. It it is. Week, you yes. know what I mean? It's pretty sad, um, especially when you know, especially now. I think we can hand on heart say the Northeast is, is a hotbed of football, whereas you know, twenty years ago, I don't think it really was. Uh, I think the the teams at the levels they are now and how they're doing it is. Uh, we've got here um, Mr. Look, put next guest Neil Pinkerton for sure. We'll try and get him on. He's a very busy man. Uh, obviously, time different as well. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully we can you know get them on and you know just uh, you know find out more things. But we had Neil on a few months ago, more than a few months ago. But he's a busy man and. For Neil, there probably isn't much to talk about that would be interesting for the fans. It's probably quite mundane. The the, the day-to-day, behind-the-scenes things isn't really, you know, stuff you want to talk about um, or, or interesting. So, but, oh, down memory lane with pink, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, so, as I say, we're getting everything in there, and uh, we've got... Uh, Dave, you're filling the stock gap. Well, thanks. Is, is that just because of my size? I'm filling the stock gap. I'm just... <laughs> I didn't have this neck uh, thing uh, a few years ago, but we're getting it's there. Lockdown, Dave. No, it's not. It's just me eating crap. <laughs> <laughs> really addicted to sugar. Um, it's, but, it's sugar. Uh, it's yeah. biscuits. I can't. I never, before the lockdown, I never used to eat loads of biscuits. I can't stop eating the frigging things now. Biscuits, sweets. Uh, the only thing is, I'll, I'll drink diet pop, but I mean, not that I'm well, really, new, really interested. Tesco sparkly. Summer fruit water or lemon and lime. I yeah. don't think coke and a 
Not very often. Oh, I've got a lovely message here. This is uh, from uh, John Ollie. Hi, Greg's mum and dad love listening to the podcast. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you very much. Um, I was speaking to Kedwin Scott, da- uh, dad, after the uh, game as well. I know he enjoys uh, tuning in, and that means the world to us that, um, you know, players' families like to listen in because sometimes, you know, <laughs> we're making sure we're not talking bad. Um, but no, I mean, it is, it's lovely because obviously sometimes we're maybe. We might be critical if a performance or whatever, but you know it's done with love. We 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 love all the players and uh, anyone that's representing. Well, we're gonna get behind them a hundred percent, no matter what. How many years between? I've got thirty-five. How many you got? Uh, mine was first game was ninety-six, so I'm getting up 25, 26 years. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 aging. It's aging. For the record, we're not blowing smoke up yours neither, John and. Uh, Greg's mom. No, it's we lovely. Absolutely love Greg. <laughs> I do. I, I love it, and that's why we made this this little advert for him as well. This is just for uh, uh, John and uh, this is for the Ollie family. Gorgeous, isn't he? Gorgeous. He is. And I'm not seeing out of John because I think he's one of these uh, martial arts fellas. Dad, 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 get him with a wind of me punch. I mean, I'm joking. <laughs> Mr. Ollie, he said that, not me, honest. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no um, as I say, and, and Greg, I mean, we, we see it all the time. He's done. Since he got the captain's arm band, he's just stepped he's it up really again. Phenomenal. Yeah, and um, Barry Lee's first game was in 97, so he's in the same territory as me. That was my first season, 97, 98, and that was a season to forget. Uh, first full season, anyway, as I, that was not the greatest season. Started off with a bang, and the rest of the season was a whimper. Uh, <laughs> 86, we won the league. I, see, oh. I didn't say we lift the trophy, but we won the league. Yeah, and... Um, We've got um, MSGF from David Tron. I honestly love the heat. Well, that's probably the best way to end the show on. Uh, yeah. Mickey, thank you very much. Uh, it's a, a pleasure as always. Um, we'll hopefully uh, have some guests lined up for next week. Uh, we'll see who we can get on. Um, so we'll hopefully get Barry Lee. If you can uh, tweet us at heat underscore army uh, and uh, message us and we'll, we'll sort out getting him on next week or the week after. And uh, see, so we might even get John Ollie on as well, eh? See, so we can get some embarrassing photos of uh, Greg yeah. when he was again. Uh, and Ked's Nana, because Ked's, Ked's Nana's a fantastic woman. Uh, Colin's a lovely bloke as well, his dad and his his mom. Yeah. But I've spoke a few times with his Nana. His brother loves She's coming to the game as well, which is lovely to see as well, isn't uh, it? And I was sitting behind the Bailey family, in front of the Bailey family on Tuesday night, so I yeah. must be sitting at the family end, I think. <laughs> Actually, we've got a couple more messages here. One second, uh, Barry Lee's right. Remember Colin Richardson as manager? I can only second yeah. stint. Um, and Charles Woff, this is a good one. This one's for the Ollie family. It's put, uh, Greg said to me as he passed, t- uh, taking a call, ship get my best side, Charlie. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Um, but no, thank you, everyone. Remember, like, subscribe, share the show, um, and um, hopefully enjoy the game on Saturday if you're there. 
and um say so we'll probably be on on the wednesday next week after uh the because it's game tuesday isn't it so we'll um well if, if mickey can can you do wednesday think so I, oh, we'll, we'll see it'll be wednesday first but hopefully we can do wednesday wednesday so it's fresh off the back of the two games yeah. and uh if you're traveling down ashton enjoy yourself stay safe everybody it's uh it's it's not looking good for the covid numbers but uh just just make make compass and bundy in the car <laughs> what and take us down Aye. oh didn't see that take, my, my last I, I try to do in the <laughs> Reet, on that note, I'm going to head off because I, uh, I think I've got to do a Zoom call with Dan Wales for his radio show. So that'll uh, be good. Do a little chat. I'm moonlighting. Can you see that? Getting, getting it. I'm the one being interviewed. So I'll have to get off. But uh, bye, everybody. Who <laughs> <You> listened to you? <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs>